daughter's last day of kindergarten was last Friday, and I can't believe it. What a joy it has been to send her to preschool and kindergarten in Japan. Um, we chose to do the national school system for the early ages. This isn't necessarily the right choice for every international family, of course. I could go on for a good long while about the ins and the outs of the different kinds of schools available. Um, maybe I will sometime. But for us, using the local school system has worked um, has worked really well. So we didn't do an international school or homeschooling or anything like that. And it's just been really sweet. There were a lot of difficulties, not the least of which is that um, all the teachers are Japanese and almost none of them speak English. And I am not Japanese and I did not speak much Japanese for a very long time. This has gotten better over time, of course. And that's been really helpful for me to have a, a better grasp of the Japanese language. That's actually a huge thing that I would recommend to anybody who's planning on moving to a new country. Learn the language of the country you're going to before you get there. <laughs> but actually, another difficulty was that I had no clue what each school list item was used for. And so I didn't know how to tell like a good item from a bad item. Okay, so like for example, in America, I think we all know that the Crayola brand beats Rosart big time when it comes to art supplies. But I just didn't know those kinds of things for Japanese brands. So I wasn't sure if I was getting my kids good shoes or bad shoes or good. Uh, they use something called crepas here. I, they're light crayons, um, but they're, the color is a lot brighter. But it gets on your clothes and your hands a lot more easily. So there were a lot of questions about those sort of things that I just didn't know what was the right or best decision to make in those situations. And there was a huge list of items needed for the kids to start school. Of course, they're like one and three at the time, so it's not pencils or pens um, or even markers, but they needed things like towels and uh, futon and futon cover and different kinds of bags for all their stuff to go in. Uh, futon was because the, the the kids take a nap. Uh, they, my kids were at something called a hoikuen, and so that's where the children are in childcare pretty much from like nine to four each day. And so there's a designated nap time, and all the kids sleep on their little futon in, down on the floor, and it is just the most precious thing you've ever seen. Obviously, that's a little different than like an American preschool, where I don't know that people need to bring their own futon to school. I guess I've never sent my kids to an American preschool, so you can feel free to correct me on that, <laughs> anybody who has. But, okay, so for an, another example, we were asked to bring a face towel to my son's daycare. So remember, he's like one at the time. And there are all kinds of towels, uh, all different sizes labeled face towel. So I go to the store and I'm like, I have no clue what this face towel will be used for. Um, I can't even really make an educated guess. I even got, gathered up all of my nerves and I asked a store clerk to help me, <laughs> um, which when you're doing that in a foreign language, it really does require a lot of nerves or a lot of guts. What am I trying to say? A lot of bravery to even ask simple questions to a store clerk. And she didn't know what size we should go with either. So I did my best. I got the one that had a train on it and I just went with it. So they needed to bring these towels to school every day. And just a little confession here, I didn't actually give him a new face towel every day of school. 
Sometimes we reuse the face towel the next day. The kids were already changing through two to three outfits every day at that point, which seemed crazy to me. I get it now, but at the time I felt like I was doing laundry for like four children. Uh, moms of four, oh my gosh, you must be so tired just washing clothes. But um, anyway, so I was exhausted doing laundry for four people when I only had two kids and I was doing language school. So whatever. I didn't change the face towel out every day. Some of you might be thinking, that's okay, Lacey. You can't do everything at 100%. Or you might be thinking, oh, no, you seriously cannot have let him use the same face towel two days in a row of all the things to reuse. Well, just wait till you hear the end of this story. So one day I arrived a little earlier than usual to pick up my son from school. And he was just finishing up practicing using the toilet and he needed a new diaper from his teacher. Japanese daycares are and pre-K centers do so much to ensure that each kid is independent and is learning lifestyle skills. And um, they're always learning new personal care skills, like the even just how to turn your socks inside out. And I'm sure preschools in America do this too. Again, I've only sent my kids to Japanese preschool. So it has been really fun to see teachers encourage my kids to do these things, buttons and turning socks inside out and putting on their own coats, all that kind of stuff. So back to the toilet and the diaper. My son grabs his new diaper. He goes to sit on a cute, tiny little stool that they have for him to sit safely on and attempt to put on his own diaper. And right before he sits down, they put down, you guessed it, the face towel, the face towel. The face towel was a bottom towel. It was a bottom towel. And I have been allowing for it to be reused, like as if he was reusing toilet paper or something. <laughs> oh, I was so surprised and so grossed out and uh, embarrassed. Uh, maybe even until now, I'm not sure that anyone at all knew about my face bottom towel reusing reality. But um, yeah, it was it really rocked my world a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, it was difficult to know how to even pack my kids' bags correctly for daycare. It's still confusing sometimes. One time my daughter even asked me, mommy, why do you forget something every day? <laughs> like, uh, it's not for a lack of trying, that's for sure. But the benefits of putting the kids in a school system where the language and the materials and the general cultural expectations are quite different than what I've ever experienced have far outweighed the difficulties. And it has been a very sweet system for us. And last week, my daughter graduated from kindergarten. She's starting first grade next month, and I just about can't believe it. The methods of teaching and social pressures of school in Japan is, as you can imagine, quite different from schools in America. From what I've understood, by about third and fourth grade, most kids are enrolled in something called Juku. It's an after-school program designed to help kids prepare for their school entrance exams. In America, we have standardized testing in elementary school, too, um, and the results of those tests can be meaningful. But here, depending on how your test goes, you can enter different school tracks. And I don't know the ins and outs of all of it, uh, so I could be off. If I am, please let me know. I'd love to learn more about this. But I think, all in all, if you want to go to a certain middle school or a certain high school, you need to take their entrance exam and pass it. 
now the pressure goes way up when you're wanting to hit like inner university. It's not like you can just apply to a bunch of schools and then make your choice. You actually have to take that university's exam. And if you pass, you can go to that school. And so from what it sounds like, it's kind of like a one shot, put all your eggs in one basket kind of system. So if you fail your test, I know there are people who do, do like a gap year, but instead of it being like a gap year, it's actually a year filled with studying and prepping really hard so that you can take that university's exam again the next year, hoping to pass. So it's interesting to try and speak about an entire country's education system. Obviously, this is not an in-depth look, and I know at least one person who went to university and never had to take any entrance exam. So I'm sure there's a lot of details that I am way overlooking. But alas, here we are, a couple weeks before my family really enters into the school system. And I'm feeling excited and nervous. <laughs> All school communication, of course, is in Japanese, in which I'm becoming fluent, but I'm not quite there yet especially when it comes to reading. Even Japanese families are overwhelmed by all the paperwork in the first few months of a first grader school year. So I suppose I am just going to ask you to pray for my family and for my husband as uh, we try to navigate all of that. Thankfully, there are some other moms in our area who have offered to help, and I am so thankful for those ladies. And I will be asking them probably close to a thousand questions over the next couple of months. And my daughter is just pumped about going to school. You may or may not know, but the kids walk to school. There's not like a bicycle parking lot at the school um, or like a drop-off lane or anything. They, I actually don't know anybody who takes their kids by car unless it's a private school situation that's like really far away. And even then, a lot of kids would take the bus or bus or train if possible. And there's not like school bus systems, at least not for public schools. I know a couple uh, preschools that have bus systems, but I don't really know of any public schools that have a bus system. You just walk to school. So our elementary school is about a 10-minute walk from the house, so that's not very far. And there are PTA volunteers uh, every morning and every afternoon along the route. And they kind of watch for traffic and they count the kids to make sure everybody's getting home safely. Oh, and the kids walk all together. So actually, we've learned to not leave our house at about 8 to 8.15 because you will be in a very slow moving current of elementary students and uh, their giant Nandosuru backpacks. All these kids have this like particular shape backpack called Nandosuru. Actually, not all the kids do, but I would say over 90%. I, if you just Google like Japanese elementary backpack, um, you'll see what I'm talking about, especially the lower grades. I think as kids get older, sometimes they'll kind of graduate out of this particular style of backpack. But even still up through sixth grade of elementary school, most kids have this backpack. It's kind of a big deal, this backpack. You buy them or order them like a year or maybe even six months before the school year starts. They're leather, they're sturdy, they're expensive. Uh, oftentimes grandparents will kind of help buy these for the kids. But they're seen as this really special way to celebrate with a kid and commit to education for the child and encourage the kid to enter into school well and work hard and we're all behind you and doing this together kind of thing. Education is such a huge deal here. 
it's really incredible to see how much commitment and investment whole families pour into their kids' educations. Actually, so much so that maybe it was like a year ago, we were at a friend's house and their third grade daughter was a little sad because her best friend hadn't been able to come over to their house for more than like a week. And they asked why she couldn't come over. The answer was that this little girl's big sister had her entrance exams coming up. And so she couldn't be distracted and she absolutely could not get sick and miss that the day of the test. And so the whole entire family stayed home for nearly two weeks before the test day. I think the kids went to school. I don't think they actually stayed home from school, but I think the dad might have been working from home. I mean, they took it so seriously. They were so invested in her education and the opportunities that she had available to her through this education track, which to my American ears at first sounds like, wow, that is like a lot of pressure (laughs) to put on a 12-year-old. And um, is it really that important kind of thing? But there's also so much beauty in that, that everybody in the family worked together and sacrificed for the sake of another family member. It's, it's really beautiful, too. So, oh, wow. Okay, so we're at the end of our time for this episode. I spent a lot of time talking about the harder things of school, actually. So next time, I want to tell you about the things that we love about it. I can't wait to chat with you then. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Bike Chats with an Expat. I'm Lacey, an expat. In my early days of living in Japan, I would use my short morning commute on my bicycle to call friends and family back in the States. And that time was such salve for my soul. And now I want to share that time with you, except maybe not on a bicycle because that would be a little windy. I'll see you next time. Bye.